Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Ask the Coach episode 103. I was just delaying there, waiting for my music to kick in. This is the show where Ping Skills answers your table tennis questions. Today, we discuss how to improve your backhand if you are forehand dominant, whether it's necessary to seal your blade, and whether the famous Marlin serve that bounces back over the net is legal. As always, Supercoach Alois Rosario is here with me to answer your questions. Welcome, Alois. Good morning, Jeff. And uh, yes, another interesting show coming up. Certainly is, Alois. Yes, um, lots of good questions in today. Um, yep, and uh, I am excited to hear some of your inspired responses. Ah, uh, yes, inspired indeed. <laughs> now... Firstly, Alice, I want to find out um, what age you started playing table tennis. This was yesterday's Pin Skillers question of the day. Yeah, so I, uh, my first tournament uh, was when I was nine, but I probably started hitting a table tennis ball when I was about five. Um, yeah, so just um, at home, um, hitting it up against the wall for hours and hours, um, sending everyone crazy. Um, yeah, but then uh, probably started playing um, down at a club type of thing when I was about seven or so, and then yeah, my first tournament when I was nine. What about wow, you, Jeff? Interesting. Yeah, later. interesting, Alice. Um, so when you were that age, were you just kind of just playing it for fun, or did you kind of know that you wanted to become a a really good player? Um, at nine, I, I yeah, I was uh, I I dreamt that I was going to be the world champion you know like that's that's where I wanted to head so um yeah so uh, yeah I was pretty serious about my table tennis I really loved it I couldn't get enough of couldn't get enough of it at that stage so yeah brilliant yeah so I um I started a bit later than that um I played a little bit maybe in like grade 6 um so that's kind of like when you're like 11 or 12 but not a lot, um, maybe at school a tiny bit, and my uncle sort of showed me a bit about playing table tennis. He had a table tennis table. And, um, yeah, but the first time I went to a club was uh, like a year later, um, so I was about 12 or 13, I think. And, yeah, once I started playing in a club, I was hooked too. Yeah, just, you know, really, really fun to play in that sort of environment. And, and like you said, you can see all the better players and you can dream about beating them all, and it was just a great experience. All right. So, yeah, that so on. Um, oh yes. Yeah, yeah, on the on yesterday's blog, I think uh, Thomas said that he started uh, just a few months ago at age fifty-one, and uh, Kastab said he started when he was ten. So, you know, I think um, at Pinsills we get a really wide range of um, of players that you know some that have played all their lives and some that are just finding the game. Um, after they've you know retired from work or the kids have grown up, um, that sort of thing, and then we get a whole lot of players that used to play when they were younger and then haven't played for about twenty or thirty years. When life gets in the way, when we start to uh, you know we have to work full time and um, you know raise kids or do those sort of things, and then when you get a bit more time, then they come back to the game. So that's a story I, I love to hear. Um, about uh, our new members when they when they join up as well. Yeah, it is interesting, Alois. And um, 
That brings us on to an interesting thought about a segment for the show, Alois. So <clears throat> we were kind of tossing up what are some good segments, and one of them was a, like a player profile. And then we're we're wondering whether it would be good to um, do a player profile of a top player, you know, once a week, so take Ma Long, or whether it would be better to do a player profile of a ping skiller. So would you be interested in hearing um, some stories of the other members? So for that, we'd have to get people to write in and let us know their story so we could share it on the show. So um, if you could, yeah, jump onto our website and click on the blog link, and this episode will be up there shortly. And leave a comment, let us know whether you think that would be a good segment, either to have a player profile of a top international player or of a ping skill member. So we'd love to hear your thoughts about what you'd be more interested in. Um, so yeah, leave a comment and let us know. And while you're there, answer the ping skillers question of the day, which is, how do you prepare for an important match? So answer that question for us as well. We'd love to hear your thoughts. All right, Alois, um, we've got an exciting update from Victor who says, I played with the tall guy again and I lost again. Rare, it feels like I will never beat him. He's too good for me. Hmm, look, I don't know, Alois, the guy does sound very good, but we know um, Victor, aka Brock, has been making a lot of progress, so I don't think he should give up just yet. No, definitely not. It's uh, it's important just to keep your head down and keep going. You know, um, I was uh, coaching um, a, a chap the other the other day, and he came up with a really interesting story for me. Um, he's a ping skiller, so he might be listening. Um, and he was saying that you know he had tried for years and years to get his um, fish tank right. Um, he said, you know. It, Whatever he did, it still looked cloudy and messy and all that sort of stuff. And he said he just couldn't get this, get it right. But he stumbled on going to a, a particular aquarium and they um, put him onto this thing called Miracle Mud. And he said he put that in his tank and almost immediately... The, uh, the tank changed and now he's got a perfect tank and it was just that one little thing and you know he, his, his story is you, you never know how close you are to, to success so often it's just that one little thing that changes, changes your whole uh, outlook and whole life so Brocky, Victor, keep going, you're looking for that miracle mud. Indeed. Great story, Alice. All right. Um, let's get on to the questions. First one from Artif, who says, I am a strong forehand player, but I can't play a backhand. When the ball comes to my backhand, I go to play a forehand and lose the point. My backhand is weak. I need to improve because I'm selected for an inter-school under-14 competition. Please help me. Yes. So, Artif... Um, this is a story that I relate to really well because when I played, I played forehands so much and I got to the stage where I didn't trust my backhand at all. And it sounds like you're in a similar position. So if you're not trusting your backhand, then you're always sitting around this way. You're always um, turning 
and trying to play your forehand. So you're round here, you're, you're making your forehand uh, position. So when the ball does come to your backhand, you're in such a bad position to play your backhand that you end up missing. So it's almost self-fulfilling. You know, the fact that you don't trust your backhand, you're turning to play your forehand so much that you're not giving yourself the opportunity to play your backhand properly. So the first thing is just open yourself out a little bit. So square yourself up, get yourself a little bit more ready to play backhands and forehands. And you'll be surprised at how much the game changes then. So if you're round here like this looking for your forehand all the time, then the backhand will be difficult. So square yourself up, prepare for the ball to come to either side and then um, and see how you go. I mean, maybe, maybe you need to work on the technique of your backhand as well, um, but um, try that first and then also work on your backhand technique. Yep, great advice there, Alois. And if no one has seen Alois playing, I'll put a link in the show notes of a great clip where you can see Alois playing some great forehands. Make sure you check that out. Thanks, um, Thanks very much, Jeff. <laughs> I don't know why Alice doesn't like people watching him play, but it's a great video, so make sure you check it out. Link will be in the show notes. <laughs> um, Matt has asked a question, Alice. He says, I am just wondering how to seal my blade and what product is best to use. I've recently purchased a Steger Infinity VPS blade, but latest notice reviews saying it is a good blade but needs sealing as the outer veneer layers are weak. So I guess what is sealing the blade and is it necessary and uh, what should you use? Yeah, so sealing the blade so is just putting um, a covering on or a lacquer on the, on the blade or a varnish on the blade. So previously I've just used um, just a normal wood varnish um, that, that you can get from hardware stores um, and put that on. Um, you only need a very light coat of it. If it does get a bit thick, then you can just sandpaper it off, or you know, um, get some get some rough uh, grip paper and um, and and sand it back a little bit. Um, if you put too much on and have too um, thick a covering, and it becomes too smooth, then it may be difficult to get your rubber to stick onto the blade as well. So so just be careful of that. But yeah, just any wood varnish. But then um, Matt also commented later. Um, he had heard that some people use um, hairspray, so I haven't heard of that. Um, but uh, yeah, you might be able to check that out, or other people might be able to give us some ideas on on the type of varnish or the type of seal that they put onto their blade. Um, the other the other thing to discuss, I suppose, Jeff, is is it really necessary nowadays? Um, yeah, that's a good point, Alois. Because when I was playing, we used speed glue, so basically we had to take the rubber off put some glue on which would kind of expand it and put it back on the blade every time we played. Or even if you played for six hours, you might do it halfway through, re-glue the rubber just to get that extra speed on the rubber. So you were taking the rubber on and off a lot of times, so you got a lot more opportunities to damage the bat by pulling the rubber off. Um, so I used to seal the blade when we did that. But um, now that we're not speed gluing anymore and you stick it on and leave it on for quite a long time, I don't tend to seal my blade anymore. So, um, yeah, and, but I guess here it says the reviews say it has a weak outer layer. So what are your thoughts on that, Alice? Yeah, um, 
I mean, I, I, personally, I wouldn't worry too much about it because you, you're going to have that rubber on there for, you know, three months or six months or whatever it is. But, um, yeah, if, you, if you're particularly worried about it, you know, just put a light, a light coat of, um, of varnish or um, whatever on there um, just, to, just to make you a little bit more comfortable with it. Yeah, so it doesn't hurt if you really want to do it. No, it, it, I mean it, it'll it'll change the property slightly. It'll make it make the blade probably a little bit faster because it's, you're putting a hard um, varnish on there. But um, yeah, it won't won't change things too much. No. Yeah, one thing I found though is that it actually is a little bit harder to stick your rubbers on when you've got that varnish on there. So I actually almost liked it better when it wasn't varnished because then I knew I could stick my rubbers on and not have to worry about it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so as we, as we said before, um, if that does happen, you can just use a bit of sandpaper and, and just rub it back a little bit as well. Okay, excellent. All right, hopefully that clears things up, Matt. Um, you don't really need to do it, but if you are worried, you can do it, but then just make sure your rubbers are stuck if you do seal your blade. Hopefully, hopefully that helps you out, Matt. Thanks for the question, and it's one we do get quite a bit these days. Okay, Ismael Alois says, when you serve in competitions, are you allowed to do the Marlin serve? They told me that when you serve, it needs to bounce on your side, the next bounce um, is at the other side of the table, and it can't bounce back on the other side. Is this true? Ah, well, is the Marlin serve legal? Well, so so what Marlin does is he gets so much backspin on the ball that the ball stops on the t on the other side of the table and even comes back into the net or back onto his side. So um, yes, it is legal. It's you, it's perfectly fine to do that sort of serve where the ball stops on the other side and comes back to towards you, or even comes back over the net. Um, but you'll find that most of the time it's pretty easy to reach. I mean, it's it's really difficult to do a serve where the other person can't even reach the ball. So, so um, it is perfectly legal to do the Marlin serve. And I think the best thing about the Marlin serve is just how much he's how much backspin he's able to generate on the ball, and how he's generating that backspin by getting right underneath the ball here, or even coming under a little bit that way to generate that amount of backspin on the ball. So he's contacting it here or here to generate that backspin. And that gets the ball to come back towards you. And that's that's a that's a really good skill to be able to develop. And it's something that we talk about in our um, Serving Secrets uh, lessons um, and show you how to generate that amount of backspin and a few um, simple ideas of just you know getting away from the table and, and hitting it on the floor and trying to get the ball through some cones and those sort of ideas. So uh, you will put a link to that as well. But um, yeah, certainly the Marlins are really interesting to see, but perfectly legal. You are allowed to do it. Indeed. And um, even though it's not that useful in a match because it's too high, give out, get out there and give it a try because it does mean that you are, as Alois said, brushing the ball really finely and getting heaps of backspin. So even if you're not using it in a game, it's a good skill to have just to work on generating lots of spin. Um, all right, now, if you're not already a premium member, 
think about going to our website and joining up. We get lots of benefits. Um, you get full online access. We've got over 400 videos um, that you'll get full access to. And as a premium member, you can download them to your computer. Depending on your monthly membership or whether you're a monthly member or a yearly member, you can download a certain number to keep forever. Yearly members get unlimited downloads. We've got a 52-week training plan to help you improve your game. Um, we send out a premium email newsletter that um, highlights the things you should be focusing on each week. Um, so, yeah, if you like, go check out our premium membership. Um, you can try it for a month if you like, or, you know, if you already like our videos and what they're like, sign up for a yearly membership and get a big discount. Uh, go to pingskills.com slash membership options. I'll put a link in the show notes. All right, now, Alloys, Victor has got another question for us. Um, first up, he says, great story, Alois. It inspired me, and I will beat the tall guy now. Um, yes. But he also asked, yes, go, Victor. He also asked, was it you or your parents that said you could start table tennis? Oh, it was me that uh, that ins almost insisted. I um, So my mum played and still plays. Um, and and uh, was an extremely good player and, well, still is an extremely good player. Yeah, she, um, yeah, she won the Indian National Championships in 1959, 1960. Can't remember. Um, yeah. Um, so yeah, she was in the Indian national team for uh, for many years. Um, so I used to go down and watch her play, and then just pester her to um, to have a hit with me and to and to let me play. And then I had a bat and a ball at home, and I used to hit the ball up against the wall for hours and hours, as we talked about earlier. So yeah, so it was um, it was me that sort of uh, said, well, yeah, I've got to play. Indeed, yeah, and uh, same for me. My parents didn't really play table tennis, so it was just through a school friend that wanted to go visit a club that I really made that leap into that into the club world. Um, and yeah, my parents were very supportive of it. Um, but yeah, it was certainly me that was sort of pushing that I wanted to play table tennis, and yeah, they were very supportive. Indeed. Well, that wraps up episode 103. Thanks, everybody, for watching and listening. If you're listening to the podcast, um, you can listen to the show in a number of ways. You can go to our YouTube channel, um, youtube.com slash pingskills. You can go to our website, pingskills.com, and click on the blog link. You'll find all our past shows there with all the show notes. So it's a great resource. Or you can listen to us on iTunes or through the podcast. And the best way to find that link is also go to our website and click on the blog link. And on each episode, there is a link to the RSS feed or the iTunes feed. So lots of ways to listen to the show. Um, and lastly, a big thank you to Alloys for answering all the questions. Thanks, Alloys. Okay, thanks, Jeff. And I see uh, Victor said, I, I'm going to send some info on the cube to, oh, to Alloys, to me. Mm. Okay. Oh, yes, you need some information. Um, I may, just a little bit of information on tomorrow's show, I may have a little bit of discussion on um, some cubing competitions that I recently went to, but that's for uh, tomorrow's show. <laughs> All right, thanks, everybody. We will catch you tomorrow. See you. All right, see you, Pingskillers. Bye. See you tomorrow.